everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Prime Subjective, a Star Trek podcast where we discuss um, uh, Babylon 5 at length. Just kidding. It's actually Star Trek. Oh, my God. With some digressions. That'd be cool, too. You'd be into Babylon 5? You'd be down with that? Jay would love sure. that. Jay loves Bob- Babylon 5. Hey, remember Jay? Well, Jay left us, Karen. <laughs> he would love that. If we switched this podcast to Babylon 5, maybe he wouldn't have left. Maybe he wouldn't have left. Oh, well, well, you know. <laughs> Regrets are 2020 or something to that effect. Um, <laughs> I don't Regrets are 2020? Mm-hmm. It's like it's okay. like hindsight is twenty twenty, but you know. Sure. No, yes. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel I like that phrase because I feel like it has like a deeper meaning to it that I yeah. like. You can read into different levels. You know, like, are you talking about the pandemic? Are you talking about? Oh, like, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, like what are you talking about? Yeah, lump it all in there. I'm saying it. I'm saying everything mm-hmm. you think I'm saying. I'm saying that. That's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not here to talk about regrets. I mean, we are, but not right now. We're here to talk mm. about um, two episodes of Star Trek, one classic, one current. Uh, the classic episode is from is The Devil in the Dark from Star Trek, the original series. A fantastic cave episode to go with our fantastic Lower Decks cave Cave. episode. El Cave. El Cave. El Cave. Which is called, you (laughs) guessed it, it. Caves or Caves. Caves. Caves, Caves Cave. Uh, with me, as always, is uh, Michael Henley. Hello. Oh, oh, because of the the aging in the cave. I love it. Yeah. Oh we, yeah. We, we also have Carrie Coleman Hinners. Help! I'm trapped in a cave. <laughs> also, also relevant. <laughs> also relevant. <clears throat> and and myself, Chris Newcomer. Oh, someone's laid a brood pot in my neck. Feels good. Um, <laughs> uh, we're here to discuss these two, these these three episodes. And Michael, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing quite well. Uh, the holidays are approaching. Uh, uh, I was about to say work is slowing up, but uh, that's not quite what's happening. But I'm going to make it slow up anyway. Uh, things are good. Um, yeah, not too much to report aside from the fact that uh, I can't wait for this year to be over. And uh, this is my favorite time of year, so super fun. Wonderful. Oh, why? Uh, oh, just just stress and You're work, done. and I'm I I I am over it. Honestly, over I'm, it. And yes, twenty twenty four is going to be so much better. Yes, yes. And I want to give a shout out to all the people in my life who have been incredibly patient with me as I've been, you know, kind of. Uh, you know, cutting out of things and whatnot, basically, and working on weekends and all that kind of stuff, and and just uh, mm-hmm. I, I I I do not deserve them. Um, that includes the people on this podcast too. Oh, oh you deserve okay. us, Michael. That's okay. Thank you. You, you, you haven't have really had to cut out on us, so we don't. We're not feeling Thank the stress of it. <laughs> we don't had feel too badly. no. It didn't affect us in any way whatsoever. Not one, not one, not at all. Thank <laughs> you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I I appreciate your patience, regardless. Okay. Well, well uh, apology not Wait. accepted. Wait, that's not how we, that works. Uh, <laughs> I love that we just love to be so honest with each other on this podcast. Like, this is what this True. podcast is all about. True yeah. transparency. Well, and it goes back to what you originally wanted to call this podcast, which was... Do you I remember? don't remember. No, Your I don't transparency? remember. You wanted to call it was all about truth. It was called um oh shit, now I've lost it. Oh, it's the, <laughs> that's a weird title for a podcast. I forgot it's what called, I wanted shit, to call. I've lost it. <laughs> oh shit, no, I've lost it. <laughs> no, it's a podcast it was... about looking around your house for things that absolute, you can't find. Absolute candor is what you want to call Absolute, absolute candor. candor. That's right. Yes, from which is all about honesty. We're mm-hmm. we're we're sect of Romulan nuns over here, just talking truth. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm here for mm-hmm. it. And speaking of that, Carrie, mm-hmm. what's your truth? How you doing? I my truth is I don't I I remember that I was like I can't wait to talk to them about this. I will talk to them about this on this podcast. But now I can't remember what <laughs> it was that I was planning on telling you about. Okay, we can help you. Was it getting us into like an MLM of some sort? So I mean, I've tried that before with people. They don't buy it. it they don't buy into it okay. i'm like are you interested in jewelry candles you are part like, of the, no. you're part of one successful mlm and that is improv oh improv yeah, yeah. improv <laughs> the improv community 
I mean, it's like it sells itself, really. And the, um, whole, end, the whole end crowd is your downline, you know? <laughs> improv is like improv is like the world's yeah. one good MLM. Yeah, because everyone, everyone, no one's coming up with lots of cash. Nobody, yeah. people at the top, nobody's coming up with like. <laughs> it's a great MLM because it doesn't work. Because it doesn't work financially. Uh, no, wait, it's coming back to me what I wanted to say. This is a riveting, riveting podcast. Now I remember exactly because we were talking about the uh, Back to the Future musical. Yes, yes. And so I decided that I would listen to the soundtrack oh. just for giggles, you know? Yeah. I wanted to hear what it was all about. And I have mixed I have mixed feelings about it. Mm-hmm. But uh there is a Captain Kirk reference in one of the songs, so therefore relevant. Okay, great. There you go. So there's yes. Star Trek exists in the Back to the Future musical universe. Yes. That's um it it was uh the line was I can't it it had to rhyme with it works. So Captain Kirk and it works. Kind of that's what it had like to that, rhyme yeah. with. <laughs> um and uh it was in the Doc Brown's song where he's talk singing about how his time machine works. Uh Doc Brown is being played by Roger Bart. Sure Roger is Bart. who you might know from many things, including that he was um, the original Hercules in the movie, that that guy singing voice. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. But he's done a million other things, including you know, oh, yeah. producers. And yeah, he's very, very yeah. talented. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's kind of giving that show a little more cred than it deserves, I think, by being. He <laughs> seems <laughs> like, okay, so the guys playing Marty, very much a Michael J. Fox um, uh, impression. Very much. So I don't know how I feel about that. Do I like that he's doing a Michael J. Fox impression, or do I wish he was putting his own like seventeen-year-old kid spin on it? If you're selling a musical on previous, uh, you know, entities of in in the cultural zeitgeist, you kind of have to do the impression. That's what Mm. people are there for. It's like a spot-on impression. It's very good. Yeah, yeah. But Um, I I have a question about that. I mean, do you? Because I feel like, I feel like you're kind of locking up any future actors who take the role into you have to be able to do the impression. You're not giving them the freedom to kind of make it their own. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty much. (laughs) Because because it's because this is this is cynical, but it's because it ties back to the reason it's going to make money. You know, because it's all back to the future. It's got to be. I, I, that's that's just my thought, my little cynical thought, having been, well, you know, through this the system of it all. I thought it was a little cheesy. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I thought some of it was a little cheesy, having not watched the show to go with it. I didn't get the full cheesiness effect. You didn't look um, up the slime tutorial on YouTube. No, that's how you no. find the the, the Broadway. Um, um, what's it called? Bootlegs. You just oh, really? slide tutorial. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Okay. We'll try. Thanks. <laughs> Do we have to like censor this part out of the uh, No, it's fine. I literally posted like, I literally posted a bootleg that I that someone had made of the musical that I was in in 2015, but no one's no one's come to sue me yet. And all the comments are like, this must be okay because someone who was in this show posted it. <laughs> yeah, very, sure. Very um, but I, I feel like the, uh, Roger Bart, who you said was pretty good. But I felt like he was more Rick and Morty than uh, Christopher yeah. Uh, Lloyd. Yeah. yeah. I anyway. got that and I got a little bit of uh, Kramer from Seinfeld in mm. Roger Bart's Doc Brown, I think. Did you see it, Michael? Or you, you saw some clips? No, I'm just listening to the cast album. But oh. yeah, so so take that with a huge, huge grain of salt. But mm-hmm. that's what I Big felt listening to the cast recording. Yeah. Well, how are you, Chris Newcomer? Good. That's a great I'm question. Good. I'm, uh, you know, um, with you, uh, getting ready for the holidays, you know, trying to adjust to how it's just dark all the time. Dark and Darkness. old. And uh, I, like, yeah. Monday dark. and Tuesday, I was so Hello, sleepy. darkness, my old enemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but seriously. Like, I, I'm not no- normally someone who's, like, falling asleep on the couch, but Paul was like, we should go to bed. And I'm like, what? No, I'm up. I'm cool. I'm hip. I'm young. I've been out like a light for an hour. It's like eight o'clock, so. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. 
<laughs> so like we're watching like that new um our planet or our life on our planet documentary that that mm-hmm. um, morgan freeman is voicing oh well that'll put you to sleep that's, well, about, that's not I mean, your it's fault very good though i don't want to sleep through that because i'm yeah. enjoying it. it's it's like all it is is the best stuff it's like predators and mass extinctions left and right so it's just very <laughs> all of it's very titillating and i'm just like oh, oh, you know mm-hmm. like oh no an asteroid came i'm asleep um but uh i love the word titillating by the way that's one of my favorite words titillating. <laughs> good word. it's a good word i'm so titillated it's titillating <laughs> um <laughs> yeah so that's good and then uh yeah and i'm going to new york this weekend to see a couple shows which is gonna be fun what else which shows are you seeing seeing merrily we roll along which, oh um, oh very excited about M- my other half will be it. so jealous when i when i tell her that oh she is she really wants to it's it's i mean i was mad that i missed it was missed out on it when it was at um uh, city center so um so yeah and i'm going to go see it with one of my good old friends and we're gonna it's gonna be great and then we're gonna go see um well with eric thomas i think i've talked about this on the pod but yeah and we're seeing a, a show called how to dance in ohio Oh, which is a okay. new musical that my other friend uh, wrote. So I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be a fun oh, weekend. Okay. Um, and then, oh, and then last weekend, that's just one other thing to report. So I, I once a year, I have to get in drag to remind myself that I still know how to do it. Because um, <laughs> I went to this uh, this thing called the Beauty Ball, which is a great fundraiser for the Attic Youth Center here in Philadelphia that's put on by uh, this wonderful drag queen named Bev and, uh, and my friend Ryan. And we went and... I, I let the children know that I still know what was up. I felt I felt very good because people like who I know were coming up to me being like, hi, I'm my, I'm Alex. I'm like, it's me, Chris. I'm just, I'm just I'm, I know oh, I look wow. like a beautiful woman. And then finally <laughs> at the end of the night, after like, you know, even yeah. after like my makeup was like maybe minutes away from expiring. Yeah. Um, and this guy was like, so what are you doing here? Like you guys are like a straight couple, right? And I'm like, what? <gasps> I'm just sitting here. Oh, wow. It was very, it was very good. It made me feel very good. I think I would recognize those cheeks. You've got well, such you... cute cheeks. <laughs> well, these, these old things, but um, you would recognize me. You've seen, you've seen me in drag before, but if someone's not seen me in drag, then I think it's, it's easier to be mm-hmm. like, what? And also I've never seen me without a beard, you know? I see. Um, But yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Your hair looks nice today, too. Oh, thank you. Why I actually go into work for the first time in a long time. Uh. So today I was actually in the office, so I had to like make myself presentable. Mm -hmm. Basically, what I'm saying is that basically what I'm saying is that you have cute cheeks and nice hair. Oh, I'll take that. Thank you, Carrie. (laughs) (laughs) Can't ask for more than that. That's all one can ask for me, but I'm waiting for my really? beard to grow yeah. back. My my little shield was my beard, and I shave it now. I'm just like, oh no, mm. I'm a, I'm a child again. I could be attacked. You know, I feel very, <laughs> very, uh, you know, like much like the characters in Star Trek in these caves were being attacked. I feel oh. like I could have been attacked. Yeah, nice segue. Back. That was I'm good. <laughs> so, shall we talk about these episodes? I can talk. We can go dive into it. Certainly. I want to talk. Wait, yes, but I really want to talk about this AI pen. Did you guys? Oh, get yes. a Chance to read about this? Did you? I, I didn't. But why don't you tell us about the video? It? Um. So I want to talk about it because when I read to you this description, it's going to sound a lot like a little device that we know and love in Star Trek. Okay. Um. So it is a small square device that you pin to your chest. Uh, This is called the Humane. Humane is the name of the company. So it's called Humane's AI pin. It's like a small pin and you wear it like a little badge on your shirt uh, pinned to your chest. um, And a little maybe camera thing. Um, But it is. uh, It can send it can take photos, send texts. It can use a it uses a layer a laser to do a, a a visual interface on a person's hand, and uh, so you can actually read your texts on your hand, and wow. because of the laser, you can use your finger too. Whoa! <laughs> right on your like hand. Right on your Whoa. hand. Um, it has an AI assistant like um, uh, Chat GPT like. AI assistant so you can just tap on your badge and ask it questions and call people and take pictures and laser uh, images right onto your hand so um and it will 
uh, your take orders. It's happening now. And I think it's $700. Uh, so that's what it says, at least on the internet, $700. Um, Not bad at all, actually. How that works with your um, uh, Verizon phone plans, I do not know. Yeah, I would but... wonder if it's compatible <laughs> with anything at the moment. <laughs> but, compatible with uh, the super overlord billionaire phone, make 3000 Yeah, like I am excited about this. I'm excited about this technological jump that we're having in with AI that just is like, seemed to be in the past year. Yeah. And uh, I want one. I want one. I, first of all, I'm always losing my phone. The screens make my eyes hurt. I don't like touching the phones. <laughs> they bother me. It would be really nice to just have a little badge on my. Well, have you, phone. have you mentioned it to the, your main Christmas gift giver um, and our number one <laughs> podcast fan, Scott, Scott Hinners? I have. And yes. How, what was his response? <laughs> he just sort of like silence with an eyebrow raise a little bit, like not much. <laughs> yeah. Very He's like, seven hundred dollars, huh? <laughs> He's like that, or or we get more baby food. Mm, I don't interesting, know. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. <laughs> mm. Well, I hope yeah. you, I hope, I hope you, uh, you know, it comes true for you. You know, whether even. But if don't you guys think it's cool? Wouldn't you guys want one? I, I don't know if I would yes, want I one, but um, I do think it's cool. And ask me in two years, and I might be chomping at the bit to have. I'm just so prone to losing things like that. Things that are even things that are like pins. I feel like yeah. I'm just very prone to. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be wary of having something that small that costs that much. Mm -hmm. Sure. I did see in the video, there was one example where it took like there was a somebody had like a, a palm of like almonds in their hands and it took a picture and it's like how many calories is in this and it could just tell you what you're eating and how oh, many calories it was <laughs> <laughs> it's like ai how many calories are in my turf and turf meal i got from mcdonald's yeah. that's that's burgers and yeah hey ai can you check my bmi and tell me how fat i am today Thanks. yeah i really don't need that in my life <laughs> at all I was just—it's just like when I used to get. You remember the um the Wii Fit that the thing you would stand on? You do like yeah. the Wii Wii games, uh -huh. and then it would like tell you what like shape you oh, were in. No, and Why sometimes would it say obese that? in like the smallest little cartoon voice. It was like obese. I was like, I don't love that. <laughs> I don't, love, I don't that. love that little machine. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um. Oh man. Well. Okay. Well, that's Carrie's technology corner. Um. Let's check in the news. Trek in the news, yeah. Trek in the I'm news. Gonna call it, I'm going to call it Trek in the news. Fair. I mean, I think it's great because people have tried to do stuff like this with glasses. I think we talked about uh, yeah. glasses coming out and we're seeing something's going to happen in the future. Like our kids, my kids, at my kid at least is yeah. going to have this sort of stuff. So I'm feeling like I just want to stay on top of it, you know? That's fair. That's fair. Why don't I why don't I dive into this episode of the, the original series that we're going to talk about and that we can um we can discuss if that sounds good to you two? Let's sounds good to me. Discuss it. Awesome. Ooh, so let's let's discuss this episode that had just so many women in it. I couldn't believe it. Um mm. and by that I mean not oh, wow. nearly a one. <laughs> uh the, the Horda was, is a mother, I believe. Oh, I apologize. You're exactly right. The Horda is the only woman who appears in this episode. Um, the USS Enterprise arrives at the Pergium mining colony on planet Janus 6 to help the colony deal with an unknown creature that has killed 50 miners and engineers and destroyed equipment with a strong corrosive substance. Captain Kirk, Spock, and McCoy meet with the mine supervisor, Chief Engineer Vandenberg, during the briefing. <laughs> Spock's attention is drawn to a silicon nodule on Vandenberg's desk, which Vandenberg dismisses as a geological oddity. They are alerted to a problem in the colony's nuclear reactor and find its guard killed and the main circulating pump stolen. The part has long since gone out of production, so no replacements are available. <clears throat> Chief Engineer Scott jury rigs a substitute, but it fails shortly thereafter, necessitating the missing part to be found and reinstalled before the reactor goes supercritical in 10 hours. <clears throat> Super critical, like my mother-in-law, sorry, uh, Kirk and his security <laughs> team <laughs> search for the creature. 
Spock. Uh, take my wife, please. Please, I know, I know. I'm so sorry. Back <laughs> 50s joke material. <laughs> Spock, <laughs> suspecting it may be a silicon-based life form, modifies their phasers to be more effective against silicon. They encounter the creature, which has the appearance of molten rock and fire upon it, breaking a piece of it off. The creature flees by burrowing through a rock wall. Spock analyzes the fragment, whose com composition resembles fibrous asbestos. He deduces that it bur burrows through solid rock by secreting the same corrosive substance that has killed the miners. Spock adjusts his tricorder to scan for silicon-based life and confirms that the creature is the only such life form for miles. Kirk and Spock happen upon a chamber containing thousands of the silicon nodules. The creature causes a cave-in that separates Kirk from Spock, um, and though Spock urges Kirk to kill it, Kirk observes the creature backs off whenever he, whenever he aims his phaser at it. Spock finds a way around the cave-in and joins Kirk. He attempts a mind meld with the creature, but perceives little but intense pain. The creature, having gained some knowledge of human language from the meld, etches the ambiguous message, no kill, into a rock oh. by making physical contact with the creature. <clears throat> Spock establishes a deeper mind meld. He learns that the creature is called a horda and that its species dies out completely every 50,000 years, save for one individual that remains alive to protect the eggs, which are the silicon nodules. Sounds boring. It sounds like the shittiest job one could possibly like really ever job. Hey, we're all going to die. It's just going to be you. And then you got to make sure that we survive as a species. Goodbye. <laughs> as the nodule eggs hatch, the single adult horda, <clears throat> the sing oh, sorry, the single adult horda acts as a protective mother to this next generation. Though nearing death because of her wound, the horda communicates through Spock, telling them the location of the stolen pump. There, Kirk also discovers thousands of broken eggs, which were destroyed by the miners as worthless. The miners arrive and attempt to attack the creature. Kirk and Spock stop them, explaining that it was only protecting its eggs when it killed the humans. Of course. Of course. I mean, that's just like 101, right? Mm -hmm. um, Dr. McCoy successfully treats the Horda's wound using a silicon-based cement normally used for building emergency shelters. The miners fear the prospect of thousands of Horda, but Kirk convinces them that the Horda are peaceful and could collaborate with the miners by tunneling for them. Kirk, Spock, and McCoy return to the Enterprise, prepare to leave orbit, and learn from, learn from Vanderberg that the eggs have hatched, and already the new Horda have uncovered rich veins of Pergium and other valuable metals. And capitalism wins out again! Huzzah! <laughs> capitalism! Capitalism. Yes. It endures into the future. It does. Even in, in Starfleet, where apparently there is no yeah. capitalism. That's all. So good. wait, mm. wait, wait. I, I got a little confused at the end. The Horda ends up helping them in the end. Yeah. No. Well, yeah, because, because he's yeah. he's a he's a tunneler. And I it's cheaper see. than what they were doing to tunnel, basically. Yeah. Because they're just natural I tunnels see. that get created. Yeah. So exploitation then. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, no, it's not exploitation. He's just doing labor for helping. little in exchange. Wait, hmm. for hmm. not kill. If you don't kill me, I'll help you. Yeah, guys. Well, it's not just, but now yeah. it's all the. It's not just the horda. It's all of the different ones. All its eggs. Yeah. Hatched, so. Yeah. And I guess um, they're just doing their normal yeah. thing anyway. So they and they don't need any financial like remuneration. They're, they're not. That's true. That's true. They're, yeah. They're not the, into gold press latinum. I love this episode for many reasons, but mostly the visuals of it. Not it specifically the story, but the visuals, the cave. I, this is this our first. This I think this is the first cave episode, right? I do. Believe, Did we yeah. see a cave episode before? So this is the introduction of the cave, and uh, we're, I know we're going to talk about the caves a lot. Um, so. I think now we'll talk about the fashion. What about those jumpsuits? Oh, they're so, uh, they're so, uh, yeah. Um, Su what's super the... flattering and all the uh, middle-aged men they hired to be in this yeah. episode. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Like the purple and they have yeah. little like gems on their lapel and like each color. Okay. So one, guy's, I'm looking... one guy's purple is practically pink, which is, you know, bold. Like a magenta yeah. bold. Yeah. Purple. Yeah. And we got yellow and orange, mostly orange. Those must be the, I'm looking at some pictures from the show. The orange guys must be like the workers, you know, like the yeah. 
the grunt workers, you know, the diggers. <laughs> the yellow guy <laughs> looks most important. And the purple guy looks like second to the yellow guy. This is why I love uh, this period, uh, 60s TV, especially because, um, you know, they're trying to sell color TVs. So that's the note that all the yeah. filmmakers, yeah. you know, doing these shows are. So they dress the, these characters up in these very wild colors just so the people get at home can go like, wow, they have purple now. Yes, right. <laughs> pretty. I mean, it must have been really beautiful. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's still really beautiful, actually. Mm -hmm. And it's just a different kind of way. And the cave is like this sort of blue aquamarine. Now, like, did they did they remaster these from, from when they originally aired? They must have, because it was pretty crisp, um, what I was seeing. It's definitely HD, and you probably, I mean, they, they've done, like, enhanced effects to all the different episodes. I think not too much to this episode. It varies from show to show, but I think mainly, like, the, 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 the shots of the complex, I think, got, like, a little upgrade. Yeah, they look great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the moral of the story is don't write off strange uh, spheres as geological oddities when you're on an alien planet this is true yeah, yeah i think that's, that's good advice for us all i think the image of kirk coming into the horda nest and like surveying the, the the wreckage the the the, the broken eggs and everything for some reason that is just one of the indelible star trek uh images to me um you know from the original show there's just something about that you know captain kirk venturing into this small space and you know discovering the you know remnants of uh you know of, of life and everything and and you know and and just this idea of making contact with life and trying to understand life and everything like that is such a star trek moment for me oh yeah i think that's very true i i also feel um like the image of uh, McCoy coming out at the end, looking like he's coming out of surgery, like maybe like it's covered oh, in yeah. basically clay or whatever. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. that was very satisfying, and it was very also like what a fun way to be like, we don't have time or money to film this. How can we convey <laughs> that this has happened? <laughs> oh, you know we'll what? Just put but, some clay on his hand. <laughs> but it's it it it's such an it's such an effective way of showing this is how good Dr. McCoy is at his job. Right. You know, like we barely had time to capture anything on camera. Like he's already he's already like he's already done. Yeah, he's like on to the next. He's like, all right, uh, let me let me repurpose mm -hmm. some of these uh, <laughs> these guys who've been destroyed by this corrosive material. Just another Tuesday. <laughs> I don't know why that was my McCoy, McCoy accent for some reason. Yeah. I used to be a cowboy. Um, yeah, that's what that sounds like to me. Uh I was when I was watching the show and they were showing the horda eggs, I was like, oh, those are just like the balls you get from the big bin at the Walmart. So, <laughs> so I looked it up and it is that's that. exactly what it is. It's on uh, Memory Alpha. The unbroken horde eggs were toy bouncing balls painted gold. Yeah, that makes a lot That's of sense. Exactly. I love it. Was. Well, it seems like a pretty, um, <laughs> you know, economical way to. Because uh, they're just so perfectly happen. round and also light. <laughs> and like bounceable, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So I was reading some of these quotes from the episode night. I misread, I misread it for a second because <laughs> there's one, there's one mm. quote from Kirk to Scott, uh, which apparently is on fixing the circulating pump. It's Kirk saying, kiss it, baby it, flatter it if you have to, but yeah. keep going. That's but when, right. But just reading it mm. in, in, in an offhand manner, I read it as kiss it, baby, flatter it. And I was like, oh, that sounds a little different. <laughs> kiss it, baby. Kiss it, baby. <laughs> Probably not something that Kirk has ever said to, to Scott. Um, <laughs> In the, in we, the series, we, we we don't we don't know that. Oh no! Um, <laughs> could have gotten to the Romulan ale. Things could have gotten <laughs> real personal. Um, <laughs> to be specific, he 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 said, "Could you kiss it?" It's different. It's could you different. kiss it? <laughs> yeah. Could you? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, consent mm -hmm. is is very sexy. So I'm yes. into that. That's good. Yes, that's very good. <laughs> Um, did you enjoy the, I think the other thing that made me, I know it's meant to be a like dramatic moment, but it did make me laugh is the Horda writing the message, no kill. 
I just, it was supposed to be real serious. I was like, that's silly. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much in keeping like with the, uh, the, the Gorn fight where it's supposed to be serious, but it's just right. like dude in this yeah. costume. That's fair. Yeah. The costume was pretty cool. I think that they came up with the costume before they came up with the episode. I think the costume, I feel like the Horda costume was first. And then they were like, let's make an episode around this. Like, what is and this? And by costume, they were like, hey, that pile of blankets, we can make that work. Just spray it <laughs> <in> a little. <laughs> I think I think you're right because I remember um I I remember some, I think it was Shatner's book. Shatner talks about this episode a lot, especially because I think his father passed away while they were filming this episode. So he actually, he he takes off a couple days to uh, go see his family. Uh, But he also talks about the episode in general. And he talks about, and the, you know, conceptual stage, literally someone running into Roddenberry's office with like the silicone mat slash rug slash whatever you want to call, you know, like the general texture of like the Horda and just like gets on, gets on the floor basically and like throws it (laughs) over him like, like a blanket basically. And just like rummages around like, yeah, that would be the way to do it. (laughs) Exactly. And then it worked. They were like, we're making an episode about this. Yeah. I love that. But it also begins the trend of the Star Trek universe teaching the, its characters that not to assume what life looks like, you know, yep. which I think mm. is, yep. is a, which is an important theme uh, and teaching empathy for things that are starkly different from you, which is another great Star Trek theme. Oh yeah. Certainly a theme the whole world could, could use at the moment uh, at all mm. moments, but especially mm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no. And also, uh, I also like the, the theme of Star Trek episodes that end with the Spock zinger, uh, which this one has that, um, the Horda are, has a very logical mind, and after close association with humans, I find that curiously refreshing. It's just like <laughs> I like that very much. Doesn't he? Uh, the, and uh, like a and cool I, drink of water. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. I, I think uh, McCoy says I don't. Uh, I'm not sure, but I think we've been. No, Kirk says I'm not sure, but I think we've been insulted. And McCoy says I'm sure, which <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> it's good because it's like it's like it's like good sci-fi and then they're like and now we're gonna have some like you know vaudeville comedy yeah yeah we forgot we forgot to have some playful banter we gotta throw this in at the end what a a serious episode (laughs) it was a little like i won't go as far to say boring but it was a little dry most of the time like even though they were doing this ridiculous thing yeah, they because had they don't have any lines. female characters except for the horn right. i want i'm like where yeah i, I have a quote i found a quote see i was looking on memory alpha and that's where i found the bit about the the ball the ball the ball eggs <laughs> um so <laughs> this is the only episode that has no female speaking parts oh i hate and it they're right okay this is wow. the only episode that has no female speaking parts and on memory alpha there is a quote from gene coon who is a producer, uh, one of the producers on Star Trek, says, per NBC's continual reminder to us, one which I find myself agreeing with, we should make some more use of females as crew members and planet stories, or find some way to include females among groups of miners who are here on a planet years at a time. Granted, again, that this can get phony and unbelievable if not handled right, but let's keep in mind that we're in a century oh that God. women are granted equal hmm. status and responsibility <laughs> with men. Hmm. We should keep reminding the assistant directors of this and discuss si- the same with directors that they can oversee and control the same. Meaning not the, the century they're currently in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh. I just find that so fascinating because some there's well. like uh, people are always arguing back and forth about just everything in the world but to get women on tv is a was a conscious choice like yeah it was it was not hard fought yeah it was hard fought so it's weird to hear the network being on the right side of that conversation too yeah it's like yeah we should get some women you know and 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 the producers basically being like "I, i guess all right, yeah. all right, guys. Try to imagine it. I know this sounds crazy, but just remember we're in the future. So, you know. Women could be minors on a alien planet because mm-hmm. it's science fiction, guys. Right. But also the, the idea that all because it's a long-term one, so they would need women to be mm-hmm. there for the men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's yeah. a very that's that was his point. Like, especially 
<laughs> oh my god. Yeah. You can't have just men on a planet. There's um I there's mean, an episode I, uh... No, I agree with that. You can't just, just have just <laughs> men. There's an episode of the original show that is several episodes before this one, but it's still first season. And it's um it's the first episode with Harry Mudd where he is transporting women to um some other mining facility. And it's just based on the idea, just like, well, it's just it's all men there. So like they need women. There could never be a woman on there unless we import one, you know, which is um yeah uh so interesting yeah hmm. mm -hmm. well thank god times have changed beyond what was going on you know yeah yeah it's a change but does it that's what that's what people i think forget like you can't just like all oh, right well this is done moving on next we have to <laughs> mm -hmm. kind of keep uh keep chipping away at stuff yeah it, the work is not work is never done really yeah yeah <clears throat> Well, any any final thoughts on this episode before we move over to the lower decks episode, Kaves? Yeah. Kaves. Um, you use the term jury rigs, and that's fine. I I just wanted to share that I used to think it was Jerry rigs, like it was Jerry, <laughs> like had like something I, to do with Jerry. A guy named Jerry Riggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was con I didn't realize it was jury rigs for a long time. Those are my favorite things, things we miss here and, and think are real for years. And, um, it's Jerry. Yeah. I'm just going to jerry-rig this. Like, what? You're going to do what? No, I'm going to jerry-rig it. There's a line in Phantom anyway, in it. the middle of Think of Me where where um, Raoul sings, What a change, you're really not a bit. The cockish girl, the gawkish girl that once you were. But in my mm -hmm. brain, pretty much from when I was in middle school until almost college, I used to think it was, what a change, you're really not a bitch. The caucus girl that wants you. <laughs> you may not remember me. So uh, luckily I've learned that that is not in fact mm -hmm. the lyric. But if you sing it that way at a piano bar, they like it better. So what do you They know? like they, it better. They like it better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm. Well, let's talk about uh, this Lower Decks episode, Caves which is basically an homage to all the many and varied cave episodes that Star Trek has given us over the years. <clears throat> Boimler, Mariner, Tendi, and Rutherford are trapped in a collapsed cave while on an away mission to study aggressively growing moss. With communications blocked, they await rescue and recount tales of previous experiences trapped in caves. Boimler was trapped with consp conspiracy theorist Lieutenant Levy on Chiron 4, but bombs bonds with him when his theory that the cave is a test by the mysterious Vendorians proves correct. Uh, Rutherford recounts how he and Dr. Ta'ana were trapped on Balkus 9, and he gave birth to an alien baby whom he and Ta'ana raised together while searching for a <laughs> cave exit. <laughs> Mariner was trapped after leading an away so message awesome. with Delta Shift on Glish. <laughs> Though initially oppositional with each other, their teamwork allows them to signal for rescue. Um, they've just glanced over um, the fact that there was an aging thing there. We'll talk about it. Uh, <laughs> afterward, worrying that their stories show their social groups may be changing, they begin arguing. The moss, revealing itself to be sentient, demands to hear Tendi's story. After partying following Tendi's first day, all four of them were trapped in a lift, but it resulted in them becoming friends. Tendi assures them that they will always be friends, even if their social circles grow. The moss is touched, and they continue recounting stories to it, Secretly, the blocked communications are revealed to be caused by the Vendorians to test their friendship. <laughs> um, a very good episode, if I do say. Yes. Just Indeed. So affectionate um, in what it's doing with uh, you know, Star Trek history, um, you know, and, and uh, kind of critiquing the form a little bit. Uh, you yeah. know, how many episodes are about caves? Um, lots of fun flashbacks. Uh, so it's funny that they mention it that all caves look the same because they do because they're all the same. They, they Star Trek the has a a cave yeah. set that they use, and I don't know how far back it goes. Like I don't know when the cave set its origin, but I listening to a podcast. I I was listening to um the. Delta, Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry. <laughs> I think it was built. That's my favorite one because I, I love know, Tom I and Harry. And um, it's the only other podcast that I listen to besides this one. So oh, that's it's nice. where I get all of my information. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it was, I think the cave set was built over um, a pool, 
like um from back in the day when they used to do these uh old pool movies you know what i mean like oh, you mean the like dancing with, with, in the pool. with busby berkeley yes oh yeah. oh, yeah. oh i see okay yeah. yes yeah, I think that's the same. Or more uh, recently with set. Miss Piggy in um, The Great Muppet Caper, which has one right, of the greatest Muppet sort. swim dance What is the name time. of that 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 famous... Um, there's one famous actress who always, like, with a bright smile on her face would be, Esther like, Williams? coming out. Yes. Yeah, Williams. Esther Williams, yeah. 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 I'm so, not gay for nothing. Uh. That's, that's, <laughs> that's right. I think the cave set was built over that. Wow. And they said the, the ghost of Esther Williams haunted all every cave episode. Is that what I heard as well? Mm. No, no, that's a, that's a no, what they did say that rumor. there were stray cats that lived there. <laughs> well, I mean, I get, it makes sense that you, if you build like kind of mm -hmm. like uh, an ecosystem or like, or, you know, uh, um, a place with nooks and crannies, you know, animals are going to find their way in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like an English muffin, you know? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> But I, I sometimes they dis they're able to disguise the cave enough, but most times no, not really. It's all the same cave. <laughs> I always think of We've the cave episode seen where one cave seen them all. The episode where where Data's um, mother comes, and he doesn't find out that she's also an android until they're in that cave, and there's like all they they have to jump, and then sh you see that her arm is like you know got all like circuitry and stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Goodness. Spoiler alert. She's an android. How do you not know you're an android? Well, because he built into her brain that if she found out she was, she would die. Oh, so sad. I know. Dr. Noonien Soong, what a what a devilish <laughs> team. Um the the caves up this caves episode, as we were describing it, it came into my mind that it was this could have been an improv show, like a Harold, oh, yeah. like a long form thing <laughs> yeah. that they were doing. Uh, yeah, just or, like or, the structure or, see that yeah what's the structure where you like you bring a bunch of things in the beginning and then each scene is like pull is that that's not a herald is that a herald no i don't know what you're talking about you know where you do like um <laughs> never mind it's called a montage that's a different thing um <laughs> yeah 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 i thought it was i thought it was a herald isn't a herald based yeah. very very heavily on callbacks I don't know. Once again, I've never taken an improv class despite being on an improv team for five years. Um, so I don't really know. I just know the form that we do. <laughs> to look it up. Um, you know what? It's just a herald. Okay, it's just a herald. Great. <laughs> uh, well, and the, the thing we we that the the um the Wikipedia uh description did not tell us was that in Mariner's cave experience with Delta Shift. Mm -hmm. They were rapidly aging as they were going towards um, what they yes. needed to get out of there. And then uh, so some fun. guy really gnarly in a gnarly way broke his leg and his leg fell off yeah. and I pulled him away. And he was yeah. like, go back for my leg. And she's like, no, I'm done being old. <laughs> very much related <laughs> to. Back for my leg. Like, we got to get the youngest guy. He'll age slower <laughs> than us. He's so young. Yeah. Um, very good. The, and then wait, how did they get out of it? There was another way around that they didn't need to. Yeah. So at the back of the cave, there was a um, moss made that you, you grew just a little bit younger. Yeah. So they, they, they were fine. <laughs> they were fine over there. Oh, my goodness. What's your other favorite cave episode? Do you have another ca favorite cave episode? Um. Yeah. It's the one where Riker. The one you just described. Oh. <laughs> no, the one where Riker is trapped um and doesn't know that he's trapped with like an alien he thinks the first oh yeah time. and they keep he, they, first he thinks he wakes up on the enterprise like many years and he's lost like a decade and you know and then it turns out and he's got a son and then he doesn't realize anything's wrong until the wife that he sees is the is the hologram that he met that one perfect day you know all those <laughs> <years>. <laughs> great freaking callback <laughs> so good oh so good oh man the um... uh, I think my, mm -hmm. my, my favorite cave episode is um, the DS9 episode where uh, Ducat and Cisco are stranded on a planet and they just have just an actor showcase in a cave. Um, <laughs> yes, true. So good because it's Gul Ducat basically, you know, 
riffing for 45 minutes on i'm going to convince you i was right this is why it was good to be a genocidal maniac wait where are you going yeah um it's so great great yeah um there is a episode where um kira is being eaten up by a stone oh yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and and then we find out at the end that it she there wasn't any problem because it was another shapeshifter right that was messing with him yeah oh my god because he wanted they wanted him to confess his love or something right yeah oh and then of course there's the deep space nine episode where dukat who is now bajoran yes or looks bajoran is with mm-hmm. kai win yeah and they're going to he like it ends with him like them both going down i forget into the cave or i don't know but they're in the freaking cave for sure <laughs> yeah she yes what the heck happened in that episode michael uh, with uh, with with high wind, <laughs> yeah, because they end up there because they followed some prophecy or something, and then there's like all these spirits coming up out of like the cave, and oh, <laughs> we <isn't>... should do... <laughs> we're doing really. We should do a one. podcast where we just try to describe things to each other that we don't know <laughs> what we're talking about. <laughs> that should that should totally be a podcast where it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, like two Star Trek person people and one non-star trek person person, and the 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 star trek people just try to describe what happens in an episode without sounding insane that is Um, yeah that's a great episode that's what treks in the city used to do treks in the city which is oh yeah so good great comedians Mm -hmm. they only do it on patreon now but they used to have it would be the two of them who like star trek they'd have a guest come on who doesn't really watch star trek and they'd be like what the hell (laughs) (laughs) yeah but really, what happened in that episode, Michael? Uh, isn't that the one that's it's the it, it's kind of the you know the 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 battle between good and evil between the yes. the, the the good spirits and the bad and Jake is there <clears throat> the evil avatar I think or something no, like no, that. No, 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 different no, one. No, no. This is when this is like Dukat uh, dies in this Dukat episode. becomes a Bajoran, but then Kai wins. Oh yeah, to get some sort oh. of redemption. At, so this is the finale. I feel like. Yeah, this is the very like, end. I feel yeah, like she pushes him in like as a way to. Uh, That's right. Redeem herself somehow. But they were also lovers at some point. Oh yeah, yeah, because she didn't know. She didn't know. Crazy. That was the craziest thing. That was the craziest. <laughs> mm-hmm. thing. And then um, um, you know, then she learns the truth, and she's filled with uh, some self-loathing. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. just, just a wee bit. Yeah. You know, she's but really this down to might be. To me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Mm. Uh I do remember there was a cave episode where uh Wesley it was like Wesley's last episode, one of Wes's oh, yeah. with him and Picard. Yeah, last episode mm-hmm. with him and Picard. And then there was another one where Picard and Beverly were stuck in a cave and Beverly was injured and it yep. was a little romantic. Okay. Those were two that are stand out in my mind. I feel like there's a lot of hiding in caves from the crystalline entity. Yep. Um, mm. Well, yep. there's a lot of cave stuff there. There's a lot of uh, silicone based life forms that are not detectable <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. on your tricorder. But I think the devil in the dark was like that kind of started the the pattern like the trope of like um yeah there there is no life form here there can't possibly a life form here because it's my tricorder isn't reading anything it's just a cave and then uh oh something's killing our people let's kill it no we have to understand it Mm -hmm. so that's the sort of Groundhog's Day uh, right. theme of it all um, that we keep going over. But hey, it works. <laughs> it does. It it does indeed. Do you feel like in the Federation, do you think <clears throat> the people who are not in the Federation, like when something like this happens, they're basically just like, no, don't call the Enterprise. They're going to come over and be like, Absolutely. well, we need to understand <laughs> the monster. Let's just yeah. not tell them about it. Let's just go kill it. 
yeah, I think that's. Let's just press the terraforming button now and not worry uh -huh. about reaching out to Starfleet. Yeah, uh -huh. I think that's definitely. That's what America would do. Uh, man, oh man. <laughs> no good, but but definitely true, uh, for sure. Oh my god. I mean, like, what else can we say about this caves episode? There was just so much. Leonard Nimoy, amazing in this episode. Wonderful. Uh, when uh, uh, he's mind melting with the Horda, especially. Mm -hmm. For a second, I was mm -hmm. like, when was he in the Lower Decks episode? That's yeah. Crazy. No, I was <laughs> I was talking about the Lower Decks episode, but I will agree with you that Leonard Nimoy No, was he was great. great. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> speaking of Spock, one moment that I love too. I like the fact that this is an episode that's all about tolerance and understanding. But I love the fact that they don't do the thing that I think a weaker episode would do on at the writing stage where Kirk is the hothead who wants to kill. Yeah. Spock is the one who is preaching for tolerance, you know, because that's logical. Mm -hmm. Spock urges Kirk to kill it at one point when they're in close quarters. Um and I, I, and and it's a perfectly reasonable reaction. Like Spock has spoken earlier about the odds and everything, and you know, yeah. it, it it shows that Spock is very intelligent. And he's taking everything into account, and his his recommendation on what to do kind of changes from moment to moment, which is realistic to me. And so, and 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 Kirk's assessment changes from moment to moment as he learns more information. Um, that's really that 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 is really solid, and it keeps the episode from being bland. I think. I agree. No, I agree. I, 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 I didn't think about it until you said something, but I did. I was like, I was like, that's kind of interesting that, you know, Kirk is the one who's, yeah. who's preaching empathy. So you're, you're absolutely mm -hmm. right about that. That's cool. Well, well um, Kirk just likes to do the opposite of what the mob is doing. So if the mob was going after everybody with clubs, he'd be like, hey, 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 cool down. And if, but if the mob was like, let's understand, Kirk would be like, I'm going to go that. in with a <laughs> fighting. So yeah, that's, that's what that's all about for me. That's what I think. Any any other sort of final thoughts on these two episodes before we move on to um, some recommendations? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Take, take that as a no. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> well, do you guys have uh, any recommendations of things that you're enjoying or or, or even in outside of the Star Trek realm at the moment? Um, okay. cool. I uh, watched um I will tell you something I don't I watched but I don't recommend. Uh oh. Okay. Uh oh. It's not that I don't recommend it, but just for fun I watched Renfield. Because I love oh. I, I love Aquafina. Yeah, she's mm -hmm. great. I love Aquafina and um, Nicolas Cage, and um, it was fun. Uh, I don't I don't know. I don't I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Okay. But I like Aquafina, and I'll watch anything that Aquafina is in. Well, she's got a new movie on Hulu too. Oh with, yes, with her and Sandra I'm watch oh. it. Yeah. Then I'm gonna watch it. Great, as you should. <laughs> I, uh, if I can chime in on Renfield, I feel like that movie was like one script draft away from being like really good. You know, like that kind of frustrating kind of movie where you're like, oh, this is almost oh, there. So most, you got so mm -hmm. close to the finish mm -hmm. line. So close. Yep. Yeah, like Casablanca. They're just so close. Oh <laughs> yeah. Get it right. Yeah. <laughs> She flies away at the end where you're just like, no, you dummies. Like, it should end with them both on the plane. He's right there. Come on. Wait, do you remember what when they used to do that sketch you? on SNL with Kate McKinnon where they would do, like, uh, alternate endings to these things? And they had one of those. And oh, she's, yeah. like, she's like, I just come on that plane and I go, okay, goodbye. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Very good. <laughs> um, that's really funny. Yeah, I haven't seen also, that. I've been, I've been tempted to watch Renfield, but I didn't ever, I have not yet pulled the trigger. Yeah. Well, it's easy to just like watch while you're doing other stuff, I think. Because there's a lot of like weird, gory fights in it, which are, I, I always end up watching things with fights, like fight scenes, sword, lots of sword fighting somehow, lots yeah. of jumps and heads flying off and people's arms getting ripped off and that sort of stuff. Why am I always watching that sort of stuff? 
I don't know. The baby loves. I don't know what that says. Is Arlo's really? The Battle of Wolf Three Five Nine was an inside job. Oh, I love that. Yeah, they've done that joke before, I think, and it makes me laugh every single time. Yeah, I also like when the Vendorians said, "No, we did not do the Klingon Civil War." No, we did not do the Klingon Civil War. That was very funny. Oh, lordy, um, lordy. I finally, I realized that with my Spotify now, with if you have a premium membership, lets you, they basically have a huge audiobook library that you can listen to 15 hours of any audiobook, basically. Um, and so I dove into a couple. I listened to Hello, Molly, which is Molly Shannon's um, yeah. autobiography, which is really good. What a crazy life she's had. Her mom died in a car accident. When she was like five years old, like yeah. when her dad was, oh my she god, she was in the car. Yeah. I didn't know that. She, was in, she was in the car. Jeez, yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, and then it's all about sort of like her dad and their relationship, which is sort of complicated but full of love. And then all the all the descriptions of her dad throughout the book are like he used to tell me tell me I looked like young Elizabeth Taylor, and he loved Judy Garland, and I was just like your dad's gay, your dad's gay at the end. She was like, uh. and my dad was gay <laughs> eventually. <laughs> That's so funny. She did a little reveal. She did, but she knew what she was doing. But also, like, you know, if you know for the signs to look for, um, (laughs) um, he's movie star handsome. But, but, um, (laughs) I recommend that. Also, there's an Ann Patchett novelist I listened to, um, Tom Lake, which was incredible. It was beautiful. Um, and then can you tell me again how to listen to audiobooks on Spotify? Do you you need a a special? account i have a premium account which is why i was able to do it do i Um, have a i guess i don't have a premium account this whole time i'll pay do you pay for spotify i think that's like i do then you probably do do. but i feel like they make me pay for the audiobooks right oh gosh they did this like just came out this week okay and it should tell you if you update your app maybe maybe it'll come with an update i don't know i'm gonna see it i don't know okay I don't um, know. I'm trying to think. The other thing I would recommend is go outside when the light is out. Don't wait till Ooh. it's dark. Get some sun while you can. It's dwindling and we all need it. We need a little. What is mm. what is this light that you're talking about? So what it's a thing from a uh, a star burning many millions of miles away mm. Mm. that will brighten hey. your attitude. You know, there are some people who start every Dang. day by, um, by uh, this is Luke Carey, and I'm sorry for how blue this is. But there's some people who start every day by like basically getting naked and, and getting a bunch of light onto their butthole to like to infuse themselves with like warmth and vitamin D. Oh, so um, that's what my neighbors are doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh. mm. <laughs> it all makes sense. It all makes sense now. <laughs> See, Look out the now, window, like, what's he doing? <laughs> See, now, now I'm embarrassed because I do that, but I didn't hear about the vitamin D thing. Yeah, I, you were just going for it. I just <laughs> let the world know about your butthole. Oh, no. <laughs> um, anybody else have any yeah. other recommendations? <laughs> now I'm gonna do it twice a day. Oh, good, yeah. good, good, good. Besides that. Uh, I wish, but I feel like, um, uh, I have not, I feel like I haven't seen or watched or read or listened to anything over the past couple of weeks. I'm sorry. I'm boring. Well, I started, I was watching yeah. Loki. I was watching the second season oh, of Loki. I didn't, I didn't finish enjoying... it. There's only like okay. six episodes. Uh, a little confusing. Mm. There was like a weird, confusing jump between the first episode and the second episode. It felt like. There was an episode. It felt like some episode was missing, but I didn't finish the season. Maybe it'll all make sense in the end. Maybe they do that whole time travel thing. Maybe they'll talk about it. But Mm -hmm. it did feel like they they were a lot of jumps. Mm. Jumping it up. Okay. Jumping it up. I'll have to check that out. At the time variance institute or whatever they are, (laughs) time variance association. (laughs) Well, well, yeah, well, uh, we'll, th- we'll give that a shot. But uh, th- we've come to the, I think, the end of our of our time together. Um, so thank you for joining us for another fun and lively episode. Um, 
uh, I almost just said juicy and sexy, which is what the um, the yeah. leader of the cult from Twin Flames was saying oh, in all gosh. his classes. So I'm going to not say that. I um, keep wanting to watch that, but I'm like afraid. I don't know why. I'm like, we watched. I watched I two different. I watched two different this? documentaries about it, and it's fascinating. Okay. Okay. I mean, I'm like, we like scared to get into it. We like cults <laughs> in, my, in my house. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me feel good that I'm not in one. Apart once again, apart yeah. from improv, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But on that note, we'll uh, we'll leave you um, with just. You here know, comes the sun. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun. <laughs> okay, ready to go. Here comes the sun. Here comes the sun.